Welcome, 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 welcome. Hey, everybody. It's Pastor George. As you know, I am the proud pastor of Grace City Church. I'm excited that I get to share these few moments with you. I hope you listen to our last podcast. We started talking about expressing yourself. And one of the ways that we want to express ourselves as we go into the new year 2020 is we want to be able to express ourselves in prayer. There is a breach in communication in today's world, whether you are a millennial, a baby boomer, a generation X, People do not have the proper skills they need to communicate. And that spills over to our spiritual life. And in our spiritual life, we don't have the tools we need to communicate with Abba, to communicate with the Holy Spirit. So many people neglect something the Bible says we should never stop doing. The Bible says that men ought to always pray. It goes on to say that we should pray with out ceasing. That if you're going to communicate with Abba, if you're going to stay in tune and sensitive with the Spirit, you must have a vibrant, a, an alive prayer life. A, a prayer life that is so alive. We'll go back to what the scripture says that you pray without ceasing. If you're going to stay connected with the will of God for your life and in tune with God's purpose for your life, you're going to have to make sure that you spend quality time in prayer with the Holy Spirit. And so I want to take a few moments to go back to where we were on our last podcast and to move forward just to talk about prayer, talking about communication, talking about staying in touch with the Holy Spirit. When we have become masters of suppressing our feelings, then society calls that mature. When we have become masters of suppressing our feelings, then society calls that mature. Remember, we wrote a note that says suppressing your feelings does not make you mature. And you see that. You see that uh, in families. You see that in church. You see that in business. You see that in marriages. You see that in friendships. That people think that they are mature because they suppress their feelings. Because they don't express how they feel. They think they are mature. I also wrote this. Lashing out does not mean you know how to express your feelings. Just a quick review from last week. That some people say, okay, hey, I don't express my feelings, but you lash out. Suppressing your feelings is not a proper way to communicate. That does not make you mature. Lashing out does not make you mature either. Just throwing out how you feel, just lashing, and your words are like a sword, and they cut the souls of men and not in a good way. When you do that, that does not make you mature. But the first thing we've got to know is it says that uh, society calls a person, a person, a person's mature when they learn how to suppress their feelings. I want to read something to you according to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the first verse. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the first verse. Listen to what it says. Dear brothers and sisters. When I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belonged to the world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk 
not with solid food because you weren't ready for anything stronger and you still aren't ready for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another. You quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you're still controlled by the world? I want to read that again. First Corinthians, the third chapter, beginning at verse one, our writer is Apostle Paul. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would spiritual people. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. Did you hear what Apostle Paul said? Apostle Paul is telling them that, that there is a language that spiritual people talk. There's not only a language that spiritual people use to communicate with. There is a lens that spiritual people look through. The Bible talks about uh, possessing the eye of the Lord. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Uh, the Bible talks about, especially in Ezekiel and in Revelations, it talks about how uh, on the angel's wings they have eyes. It talks about on the lamb with seven horns that there are eyes on the lamb. Uh, the Bible specifically talks about the eyes of the Lord. And as a spiritual people, there is an eye, there is a lens that we look through from which our perspective comes as a believer. There is a lens we look through from which the revelation of our faith is founded upon because we don't look at things uh, as natural men do. We don't look at things as worldly men do. We don't look at things like society does because we look through the lens of the spirit. We look through the eyes of the Lord. We look through the eyes of the spirit. The Bible even goes on to talk about the seven spirits of Christ, uh, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, uh, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Uh, these are the things, just a few, that control our perspective, that control how we see things, that controls our perception and our revelation. And what happens is, we have people who are in church who think that they're spiritual because they go to church. And that's not true. We have people who read the Bible and think that they're spiritual because they read the Bible. But what's reading without understanding? And Paul is saying that you all, uh, as he goes on and begin to address uh, the Corinthian church, you're gifted, but you aren't spiritual. You have knowledge, but you are not spiritual. And when I talk to you, I had to talk to you as if you were people who were still stuck in the dogma of your society because you still look at the world around you through the lens of your society and not the lens of the spirit. I said that to say this, that because society says that people who suppress their emotions are secure, are mature, does not mean that's what it means through the eyes of the spirit. And when you're a spiritual person, you cannot get frustrated or get caught in debates or arguments about people who still have a worldly or a Christian infantile perspective on certain matters because they're not looking at life through the eye of the spirit. So 
Definitely. We know that because society thinks suppressing your feelings is mature, that does not mean that's what the spirit of the Lord thinks. That does not mean that's how the spirit of the Lord sees maturity. He tells them you're still controlled by your sinful nature. I want to tell you that when you suppress your feelings, you are still controlled by your sinful nature. I want to tell you, when you lash out, that is not maturity. You are still controlled by your sinful nature. Can I tell you something? The steps to a person becoming mature is you listening to this podcast and identifying where you are off in life and saying, wait a minute, I need to learn how to communicate in the spirit. And the first place I want to fix my communication is between me and the Holy Spirit. So I need to learn practical biblical principles on prayer. Now, if you can agree with that, you are on your way to spiritual maturity. Listen to this. I want to read something else to you. 2 Corinthians 5 and 13. 2 Corinthians 5, excuse me, in 16. 2 Corinthians 5 and 16, it says this. So we have stopped evaluating others From a human point of view, at one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. So what he was saying is you have to stop looking at things. And that's big, though you're human. You got to stop looking at things from a human point of view or a human perspective, and you have to see things out of the lens of the spirit. How does God see this? How does God view this? And so when you give your opinion, when you give your perspective, it is not a personal uh, uh, opinion that is not founded from the word of God. See, my personal opinion, my revelation comes from my faith. It comes from the word of God. And my opinion is going to be what the word of God has to say about it because I can no longer look at people from a human point of view. I can no longer look at society or what God has said in his word that is contrary to society from a human perspective or a worldly point of view. I got to look at it through the lens of the spirit and do not get frustrated when you're talking to people who are carnal about a spiritual matter or talking to people who are controlled by their sinful nature and you're trying to express to them how this how God sees it what the spirit has to say about that matter they are not going to comprehend it because they are stuck on what society says there are so many people there's a breach in your prayer life because you are closer to your sinful nature than you are to the spirit of God you are more in tune to what's going on in society than you are in what God is saying through the spirit about what's going on in society. We know more about what CNN is saying than we know what God, than, than we know what is God saying about what CNN is saying. You understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you, you need to draw closer to the spirit and get a spiritual perspective on every aspect of your life, on every aspect of the culture 
culture that you live in versus clinging to what society has to say. So what does God see as a person or what what is a spiritual mature person? How, How does that person communicate their thoughts? How does that person communicate their feelings? All right. So society says that you're considered a better person if you suppress what you feel. Okay, Uh, society thinks that a successful person is one who can suppress his or her thoughts and feelings in order to get or keep a job or to establish and get a certain status in life. Society says that you have to suppress how you feel. Well, if society says that, you know that God is not saying that. Okay, but I need to tell you something. The most wonderful and mature people in society standards are the ones who at some point end up emotionally wrecked in their life. There are a lot of people in church who are emotionally wrecked. There are a lot of people in church who do not know how to communicate their thoughts, their feelings, how to express properly how they feel because they have tried to run their life according to the societal norm and not get in the word of God and see how the word of God says you ought to articulate or express your thoughts and your feelings. God, there is a word, there is a word, there is a word in the word of God that pertains to every area of your life. There is a word in the word of God that pertains to every area of your life. I want to say that again. There is a word in the word of God that pertains to every area, every detail, every minor detail of your life. There is a word in the word of God to teach you how to handle every situation about your life. The Bible says that acknowledge me in all your ways. Lean not to your own understanding. So in every way of your life, God wants you to acknowledge him because there are practical biblical principles you can apply to your life in every area of your life, okay? In every area of your life. So uh, we don't want to just be those people who end up emotionally emotionally crashing. We don't want to end up one of those people who are, are in church, who are striving to be spiritual, who are striving to be mature, but emotionally you are a wreck. Uh, you don't know how to communicate properly. You don't know how to let your words be graceful. Thus, that you find people do not have a sincere prayer life with the Holy Spirit because they are an emotional wreck on the inside. You need a positive outlet to express how you feel that yields positive results. If you don't have a positive outlet to express how you feel that yields positive results, you're going to have an emotional wreck and it's going to be tragic. You're going to have an emotional wreck and it's going to be tragic. Write this down. Prayer is a positive outlet that yields positive results. Wow. Wow. Prayer is a positive outlet to express how you feel that yields positive results. 
Prayer is a positive outlet that yields positive results. I can come into prayer, express how I feel, and it is a positive place that I can express freely how I feel, and it's going to yield positive results. Listen to this. Prayer is the posture from which trust can be established or restored. The place from which God can channel back to you the answer. There are a lot of people who did not have positive outlets to express how they felt. And wives have killed husbands. Husbands have killed wives. Children have killed their parents. There are people in jail today because they did not have a positive outlet to express how they felt. There are people in prison bars because they thought that they should live life by the societal norms and suppress how they felt instead of relying on the spirit to teach them practical biblical principles to express your thoughts and your feelings. And we know today, here is the number one practical biblical principle on how I can express my thoughts and my feelings. I can do that in prayer because prayer is is a positive outlet that yields positive results. Well, that's our time for today. I pray that you continue this journey that we're going on as we're going to teach about prayer, as we're going to teach about how you can get back into fellowship with God and you can get back into fellowship with God and the spirit and one another. And you can do that through prayer. I want to challenge you to stay connected to Grace City, stay connected with these podcasts, listen to them over and over again. Listen to one. Find you a scripture in the word of God and stick with that scripture. Those scriptures we talked about today, go back and study them. Allow the word of God to come alive into your life. Allow the word of God to stand you back up on your feet. Ezekiel said that when the spirit of the Lord visited him, that he fell down on his face in fear. And the angel, the word of the Lord, put his hand on his shoulder and told him, stand up. I'm going to speak to you. I pray that the word of God today not only brought you prostrate in a place of prayer, but that the same word will stand you up and bring life back into your soul. Until we meet again, God bless you. Remember, it's our vision to equip, empower, and encourage as the word of God transforms.